Hi everyone. So before I go in and before you listen to this episode, I want to say I have condenser mics and they take up everything. I'm going to try my best to make the switch in dynamic mics, but right now you're going to be hearing a lot of breathing, a lot of moving around, and I apologize for that in advance, but I hope you enjoy overall because this is a good one. Okay. See you guys. Hi everyone, welcome back to my podcast, which is at the corner of peace of mind with your host Trinity Gwynn. This week is my 10th episode and I wanted to do something special, so I have a couple friends here to talk about today's topic, which is passion and purpose. And I'm not gonna um, string you guys along, I'll just introduce everybody here. So, you guys can start. Hello, hello, my name is Aaron. Um, I'm here at Kent State, I'm a freshman, I go by he, him, his. And yeah, I'm here to talk about um, passion and purpose. <laughs> Hi, my name is Eddie McDonald. I'm a freshman at Kent. I'm majoring in aeronautics. Uh, pronouns are he, him, his. Uh, just, yeah, excited to be here. Hello. How is everybody doing? My name is James to the Keegan. Y'all could call me Keegan. Um, biology major, freshman, Kent State University. Yo. Hi guys, I'm Nigel. I'm a freshman. I'm single. Hit my line. Um, <laughs> my major is criminology and justices, and I'm eating a bagel right now. I forgot about my major. My major is uh, digital production, or wait, digital media production. My fault. I switched it from computer science to digital media production. So yeah. <laughs> cool. I met Keegan, Nigel, and Aaron during my um, KT. Um, resource program at Kent and they're pretty cool. They're really friendly. Eddie I just met in the past like twenty minutes. Believe it or not, I was actually I was actually at the first meeting for KT and then I got sick and wasn't able to go to like any of the events. one of the twelve hour days because every day was um so long. We had so many meetings and so many uh things to do. I met our friend E. She's not here today, but I met E through all of you guys. So thanks. Shout out to her. Um, cool. I think we should just start and dive in. So, um, I asked you guys in advance to talk about or think about your passions and all of your purposes. Um, I basically was asking, what is your purpose and what is your what is your passion? What is your purpose? And then I add a purpose at the end because I think they both correlate with each other. Um, I have this whole thing written out right in front of me, and sometimes I just can't read it. Okay, so. Passion and purpose has like a heavily drawn line in between to me. Um, passion is about emotion. It's what motivates us, what, what we want to do, and then purpose is the reason for that. One asks, what can the world give to me? And the other one asks, what can I contribute to the world? Um, passion is what gets you started, and the purpose is what keeps you going. And although both are important, one is more fulfilling, and to me, I feel like that's more fulfilling, and passion is the <coughs> thing that's self-reliant. It's about you. Because you have many things that you love to do, but what is that purpose that um, fuels that passion? So I'm going to start off and ask, what's your passion and what's your purpose, everybody? Well, I mean, I'm going to start off first because, you know, I introduced myself first. <clears throat> um, my passion is, you know, just digital media, obviously, like videography and photography. Um, you know, ever since I was a little kid, I've always, you know, wanted to pick up the camera and, or take a video and, you know, like, Mom, let me see the pictures on your phone, da 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 this, that, and the third. So I'm like, hmm, if I could do this for a job, for a living, I would love to do that. And the reason why I have purpose behind it will probably just to be the fact that, you know, I'm able to 
have a creative um, a creative way to show myself and express who I am because I like to express who I am through like you know a lot of different or just being me um, but I think that you know photography and videography is just one way that I would um, want to do um, my creative resource to be and want to be able to try and <laughs> I don't even know what I'm trying to say right now. I'm so sorry. It's okay. I'm losing my train of thought. Um, my purpose, yes. My purpose about this is I want to be able to express myself and to be able to enjoy the things that I do and also to be able to make memories. Because if I'm going to like this concert and I don't take any pictures or take any videos, then I'll forget it. And I'm not saying that I have short-term memory loss because I don't. But I just like to, you know, um, make memories because I like people a lot and I like to, you know, look back on things and be like, oh my gosh, I went to this and then I did that and I did this. So, yeah. I like that. Because, like, <laughs> like, I'm the same way. Like, every time I go to the concert, I gotta take a picture or something. Yeah. Like, okay, yeah, I'm gonna remember it, but like, I want something visually I can see. Yeah. And, like, I'm not really like the type of person that just take pictures every. Because I know a lot of people do that. They'll, um, like take pictures wherever they go, this and the third, and people look down on that. Like sometimes, like I'm like, I mean, maybe they just want to crash the moment. You feel me? Like, yeah. Like that. Uh, yeah, sure. So, um, I was adopted from Guatemala at 11 months. Uh, you know, just wee lad. But um, so I've been flying since I was, since I was a kid. Um, so that leads me to my main passion, which is flying. Um, I've always been really fascinated with flight. How, how the plane flies, the environment of being in, you know, a massive terminal watching people rush to catch flights that they're probably going to miss, you know. <laughs> it's just that environment is crazy. And having my dad be, a, in addition, uh, a flight attendant for 20-something years with United, um, we've flown all over. We've been to Germany, you know, pretty much all of Europe. Yeah, just like um, London, Dublin, Belfast, everywhere, you know, out there. Um, haven't really been to Eastern Europe, but <laughs> anyway, um, I've been flying a lot and having that purpose, I, I feel like I really discovered that purpose just by just being in the environment, growing up with it, you know, um, it became something that I absolutely adored. I, I was afraid originally of, of flying, but I got over it after like my second flight, probably at six years old, you know? So, um, yeah, I've been really, really passionate about, passionate about flying for a long time, but it was really close between me me majoring in aviation versus uh, exercise science, uh, specifically physical training, because I wanted to like you know learn about how the body you know works, how how it develops muscle, how nutrition affects people, and so I was really because I, I wrestled throughout high school and I um, we we had to learn a lot about nutrition, so you know I was just kind of really torn between two really huge parts of my life. Um, of course, uh, aviation ended up <laughs> taking taking the cake there, but, um, yeah, so I'm really, really passionate about aviation, and I'm glad to be, glad to be studying it, um, and I, because I feel like my main purpose is to learn about people of all different backgrounds, and, you know, just see how I can bring people together. I have a lot of plans after I, uh, get, well, grounded in flying to invest a lot into programs like, um, affordable housing that can, you know, help communities of, like, low income in general, and, Unfortunately, in America, you know, a lot of that, a lot of low-income communities, not all, but a lot of them are mi minorities, and I feel like 
investing in programs like that can definitely, you know, just create a better life for somebody else. And I don't want to get too involved with the politics and everything here, but I just believe in, you know, helping your fellow American and just fellow human even, you know. So I feel like I can do that through aviation because, I mean, in addition to learning about everybody from all different backgrounds, seeing different, you know, walks of life, not just the tourist destinations, um, you know, I can... Having having that knowledge can help me feel a connection to the people that I actually do help when I come back here to the U.S. So I mean, it's definitely something that I've been passionate about, and I feel like passion and purpose are really related. So that's why I chose aviation. I like that. Okay, I, I really like that. that was amazing. I don't even know why. I'm trying to. My purpose is. I mean, it can't compare to that. I mean, it's yeah. like I don't know. So I mean, my passion. I have a lot of passions. Like I love to. I love to play video games. I love to take pictures um i love sports i love i love so many things and um regarding my purpose in my opinion i don't think i fully found my purpose in life but i do believe that i am on the track to it and um like i said my my biology is uh, i mean damn my major is biology, but I think I would like to pick up, um, I think it's either physical science or exercise science because I, in fact, want to be an orthopedic or a physical therapist. Um, and a little background to that is... Like bones, right? Yeah, everything like garden bones, uh, ligaments, stuff like that. So like, if you break your toe, I got you. <laughs> but yeah, so like... Um, growing up, I was always, like, the skinny kid, like, always, and, but I was always, like, athletic, like, crazy athletic, good speed, all of that, like, um, I, all four years of my high school career, I did track, and all four years, I had some type of injury. Um, freshman year, I, uh, freshman year, I tore my hip muscle I think uh, I don't know what it was and then like I developed tendonitis in the right side of my hip sophomore year it happened to the left side of my hip junior year I actually broke my hip hi everyone so I wanted to go in and say that um, someone came in our study room knocking that was the last thing that you heard and they told us that we need to have our masks on so it's nothing wrong with your headphones your phone nothing if it sounds a little muffled it's because we just put our masks on and yeah it doesn't sound like that after a while um because i listen back to these but we never know okay back to the program and so yeah after i broke my hip it was like that was like the the moment like i really thought about um going into some type of therapy because uh i was in therapy for like who was a minute like four or five months and um like i really got to know all the staff there um at the facility i was in and i got to meet some of the kids who had other um problems related to like therapy like i know uh, there were some <coughs> special needs kids that i was there and they would help them like uh either learn how to walk learn how to talk uh I remember it was another kid, he, like, injured his uh, collarbone or something, and, like, they would help him with that. Like, it was just, it was just so much, and, um, like, 
I understood that um, not being able to do, not being able to move how you want to, given how you had an injury, like, it's really frustrating. And all you want to do is just, like, get back out there, and you can't because it's like, I got to heal. So, I mean, that was really my um, my motivation as to uh, one of my passions. I have a whole bunch of other passions, but, like, uh, that's really, like, my main one is to, like, help people really in a way and yeah okay um so I don't really know my purpose yet but like throughout the years I would say I really enjoyed a passion like or like really like dancing a lot and also when I was like I was really young I used to watch you know Criminal Minds Law and Order First 48 and it always, like, it interests me a lot. Like, I don't want to be a police officer, but, like, you know, I want to be a profiler. I want to understand the ways of a criminal and the victim. I want to understand how the victim feels after dealing with everything. And, um, everyone else had, like, life stories. I just, um, I think <laughs> I really don't know what to say. Yeah, I get that because I know it's uh, what I ask you guys is a pretty loaded question, and it just seems to be like this this need, this demand for especially this time of our lives that we need to have something to do. We need to have some sp- specific goal by this time. There's definitely been some times when people will come up to you, maybe even your family members will be like, "Hey, what are you going to college for?" And you'll say such and such, and then I'm like, "Okay, what are you going to do after college?" I'm like, "I'm." Just just got here yeah. and I haven't even graduated yet so um, just to make it on the lighter side of things um, diving into the more the passion side we have a lot of hobbies um, I guess I could talk about a little bit of my passion too yeah yeah so um, I have a lot of things that I love to do I love music I've played the trombone for eight years now. Uh, I played trombone. Yeah. Yeah. I played play the saxophone when I was younger. Really? Yeah. You played the trombone too? Yeah. Every yeah. time I meet somebody who like who's in yeah. band, they always like, oh, I used to play the trombone too. Every time it never fails. Me, her clarinet. Really? Did you guys take the regular clarinet or the bass clarinet? Bass clarinet. Bass, I'm a bass. Ooh, when the saxophone did you play? Uh, I played the alto sax. I love the tenor sax. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't you guys sax? Um, this band here is boring. That's why I saw it. 12 to 1. Is there a pianist in there named, like, Elena? No, she might be in a wind ensemble, though. Okay, because she went to my school, too. Is there, like, a concert or, like... Because usually we call it concert band, you know? Because it's marching band and concert band. Is it something like that? Yeah, it's symphony band and there's wind ensemble. I wanted to get into wind ensemble, but I think it's just mainly for people who are music majors, and I'm an exploratory major, and I was like, oh, my gosh, yeah. Yeah. I do the the one, I want to try, because I like band, that's why I did it since, like, fifth grade. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I'll dive into that, and then I'll dive into the other thing that I was passionate about. So it was kind of a new thing that that just developed, but it was kind of always there. It was one of those things. 
So um, I played trombone for eight years. I started in fifth grade, just like everybody does. Um, and I love the instrument. Funny thing is I never, I didn't choose to play the trombone. Um, my music teacher chose it for me. Um, <laughs> it was like the trombone. I was like, okay, cool. That sounds pretty fun. Um, about maybe two years in, there was this like one of these things that just a life, one of the life stories I had. Um, my best friend's mom, she invited me to go to the orchestra with her daughters and she had an extra ticket and we got there pretty late but um, I started recording it because I wanted to savor the moment I wanted to keep it for myself because I think that was probably one of the first times I ever went to an orchestra and just as I was recording there was a trombonist that stood up and just had his own solo and I was like man this is it this is what I want to do um this was in Millennium Park back in Chicago and I have a goal that one day I will come back and play in Millennium Park because music is like my safe space. Um, my first episode of this, my first episode is dedicated to um, music on this podcast. That's how much I love oh. it so much. Um, another thing that sparked my interest um, was film, actually. Uh, I'm a big Disney head and I love. Disney movies ever for as long as I can remember. Finding Nemo was like one of the first movies I watched. I can talk about Finding Nemo all day. Princess and the Frog was I love Princess and the Frog. Yes. Oh my gosh. Lost City of Atlantis. All that new stuff. I have a lot of, like, I don't... Treasure Island. The thing is, when I first moved here, and I, you know, when we got our room assignments, we got our roommates and stuff, that was the main thing. I texted my roommate and I was like, hey, I love Disney, like a lot. I play it, you know, on my speaker. Is that gonna be a problem? She was like, I don't really like Disney. And I was like, oh, oh. Wow. I guess I'm gonna have to get a new roommate. Right. <laughs> like, we'll um, yeah. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Unedited doc. <laughs> loved and Disney always filled that void for me because it was my security blanket and it always made me feel good and I started making little videos with my friends and giving people like thank you like Thanksgiving thank you cards in high school and I started doing I'm gonna do that obviously in college too and it made people feel good and I was like man making people feel good was something that made me feel good mm -hmm. and letting um everyone know that they're heard and they're acknowledged and that they matter was something that I've always um, believed in doing every day and that's one of my passions and the purpose is to make sure that um, everyone has a right to find their purpose too so I got a question yeah do you think you would have a servant's heart like, yeah, I don't what? yeah a servant's heart What's like that? a servant's heart is basically just um, giving people and making them feel better like say what you were saying before like mm -hmm. um i like to make fe people feel better because that makes me feel good yeah type of thing so i would say like would you think that you have a servant's heart oh absolutely that's, that's what i'm describing yeah that definitely um i try to make you go out of my way to make people feel like they matter um mm -hmm. all the time like even in public um because you never really know how everyone's day goes exactly. until you say something, you say something very positive. Yeah. I'll come by and somebody walking past me and I like something that they had, maybe like their shoes or their hair, how they have it or the color of their hair. And I'm like, hey, I like this. 
and then their smile, their their face instantly does like a whole 360 yeah, whole just based on that one compliment and it feels good. Yeah, I do that with men. I tell them I'm cute. Same idea, huh? <laughs> same type, same type. I do that a little bit. Like, I'm a big shoe guy. So, like, if my shoes got me my shoes on, I'm going to be like, yo, I like those. Like, that's just me. Yeah, my fashion style is weird. Like, I, I really just go with... I, well, because we have to wear business casual for aviation. So, I mean, like, I, I just found that I'm naturally more comfortable when I'm in, like, business casual. That's, like, your easy dress shoe and dress pants but like it's weird as hell when they just walk into like the and like everybody's like got like t-shirt and everything yeah. on and I'm just like people think I'm all dressed up because I have a pair of like brown shoes that, that like nice nice brown brown dress shoes and when I wear them they make like a quick sound as I walk oh. yeah I, I feel feel a little highlighted there but it's it, it's alright make it hurt that you're in the room <laughs> so question for you have you ever flown before yes okay like actually flown the plane yes okay is it so I was thinking about it because my um, my goddad he actually has his pilot license. How far is it on a scale of saying like? Um, okay. So one thing I think is really really overrated is the idea that um pilots have to be like geniuses and like amazing at math. Because I mean, well at least so far in my like private, it hasn't really been the case. I mean, I feel like. 90% of people could get through a private like, without a problem. I mean, if you, if you can, like, if you're a visual learner especially, I mean, like, it's just an e- easy win. The problem is that it's just super expensive. So I think in terms of actual difficulty, it's a lot of memorization, and um, you just kind of have to get a feel for the airplane. Um, so if you can do that, which most people can over time, I feel like anybody could be a pilot. But the thing is, is that the FAA is getting all cranky. Like, we don't have enough pilots. I'm like, well, and at the same time, they're like, oh, it's... Good, good luck paying for it on your own. Yeah. Forget yeah. about support programs, man. Yeah. So, honestly, one to ten, probably like a five, five or a six. I like a follow up question. So, when you go to an airport, you see like different sizes, like sizes of planes and stuff like that for people who go international. Can you feel like different weights in the plane, or does it not matter because you're in the front? Of the plane? Well, so far, thus far, I've only flown a 152, but I can answer that just off of like how aerodynamics works. So, with a bigger plane, you're gonna be moving. A lot slower originally like it takes longer to get moving and the controls can oftentimes be a little heavier but it, it really just varies from airplane to airplane um so yes you can feel the different weights of the aircraft uh so some are more maneuverable than others there's different types and ratings of aircraft so the Cessna 152s are actually utility and normal mm-hmm. so what that means is the, the, the planes that we have the, the starter planes that we have at Kent um I mean they're certified for spins they're certified for really being really quick and maneuverable you don't really see a passenger plane doing a spin for obvious reasons. It, it could do it. It'd be really dumb and really creepy and, like, freaky to be on. I mean, you feel like you're on the top throw times 10, you know? But, I mean, um, it, 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 each plane's got its own feel. So, yeah. Okay. What yeah. is the farthest you've ever flown? Well, I've only flown around the practice areas because oh, okay. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a freshman just starting my private. <laughs> so, I mean, um, we've only flown around the. Well, I can't do solo flights. I have to have the instructor there. It's just like driver's ed sorta. Mm-hmm. Um, but we fly over practice area three, five, and one. I think three is over Ravenna. I'm not entirely sure. But if you, do you know where I eighty is? It's yeah, yeah, here. Yeah. yeah. If you follow that to the east, right when you hit Portage County, you turn right, and yeah, that's sure. that. That whole big block is area oh, three. I think. No. Or the the portage airway, like the airport. Oh, I about to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah my bad. Learn this <laughs> yeah, this is this is portage, my bad. <laughs> but yeah. So that's that. I got one, one more question for you. Sure. So what is it like 
feeling like the G4s that whenever you do a spin or like any <laughs> trick like that? Like, what is it like? Well, I've never done a uh, spin. They're just okay. certified for spins yet. I do have a stall spin coming up pretty soon. <laughs> um, so, but I have been in a stall. So, um, really, it's just, you ever been on a roller coaster? Yeah. It's, it's like that, but a lot less, like, windy and a lot okay. less. So you feel that, like, drop fe- yeah. droppy feeling. Um, depends on how steep the turn is. Because, I mean, if you're in a, like... 45 degree bank you're gonna feel a lot of yeah. a lot of force but it's not like air force pilot where yeah, you're like yeah, going yeah, like, yeah. like, like six g's passing yeah. out no it's just like it feels like if you make a sharp turn and a continuous sharp turn on a car like yeah, kind of yeah. like that okay yeah right. that is inertia because <laughs> your body and centripetal force i believe yes because when you turn turn the airplane you want to keep moving but the yeah. plane doesn't want you to move so it's just, you feel the force yeah okay your load factor. So now that you mentioned like you're in exploratory, where do you okay, so where do you see yourself five years after graduating camp? Five years after graduating camp. Sheesh. Um well the interest that I have I want to be like I I want to be in the film industry, but more behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, I was thinking of double majoring in probably film and English because I really like English and literary, literary analysis and things like that and probably minor Pan-African studies obviously mm-hmm. and then um, yeah somewhere not here maybe like <laughs> <laughs> somewhere um, out of the country filming another movie or something like that just brainstorming just blockbuster films pretty much okay what is what would be your dream movie to be a part of? Ooh, you mean like my cast? Or yeah, like no, like like not your cast. Like you said, you want to do like more behind the scenes type of stuff. Like mm-hmm. what's like a movie that you would want to like I guess shoot or like direct? So a genre. Yeah, like okay. a genre of movies or like you know mm-hmm. be a part of like say you wanted to um, <clears throat> do something with um, like Pitt. Mark Ruffalo or like somewhere something like that. Like one of those types of di- okay directors. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of movies that I. I wish I was like a part of or a part I've seen mm-hmm. um, just like cause you never really know how a movie is until the people watch it um, maybe like a nothing corny like I don't okay. really want to be part of something like a rom-com yeah, like, or like something Sharknado like that. or something like that <laughs> <laughs> hey those movies are good right? <laughs> and, uh, it was, they were corny I, I would kill to be in an episode of The Office though oh, I know that would be kind of funny yeah, yeah. Um, basically, what did I say I wanted to be? I think I said I wanted to be the next, like, Spike Lee or something like okay. that. Okay. Okay. Um, have you guys ever seen Crooklyn? Crooklyn. I think no, I've heard of, I've it. heard of it. You yes, guys got to watch it. I think that was one of his first movies. I really like Crooklyn. It's like a, it's a movie set in the 70s, but I think it was made in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it was set in the 70s and made in the 70s, but it's... Because now that you're talking about it, I'm, t- I'm remembering it. Hold on, Crooklyn. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted you typing it up. Mm-hmm. Have you made any, like, um, any... How do I Films? Yeah. I'm actually trying to work on one right now. Okay. I'm I would be an now. actor if you need one. You do? <laughs> yeah. Cool. I'll, be, I'll, I'll, I'll do the same thing. I'll be a voice. <laughs> I got a great grandpa voice. Oh. <laughs> I promise you. Ask them. Because they keep saying that I can do voice acting. Voice acting, I would want to do. That's 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 another thing that I would want to do. That's that's another thing that I want to do, like as a dream job. I'm be a voice agent. I've always like admired like voice actors because they can manipulate their voice like 
be a, either like a woman or like a, a little kid, like yeah. an old man or like a cowboy. I'm like, <laughs> how do you do that with your vocal cords? Like, that's just such an awesome <laughs> talent that somebody yeah. was able to have, you know? Yeah, and basically the people um, who I like followed a lot when I was younger, it's really cute when I watch videos of them just in public, yeah. just doing a random voice and how it makes people's day. Exactly. And I always wanted that power so much right. to be like, oh, can you do Woody? And then yeah. they're just like, oh, Woody. Like, that's great. That's very cute to me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what question I'm going to ask? Oh, it was going to be like a more lighthearted question. Um, I feel like when we're younger and the people we dedicate our time to or dedicate to the things that we watch kind of influence how we are today. So to make it more fun and goofy, are there some characters that you watch when you were younger that definitely influence who you are today? Yes. <laughs> yes. Uncle Grandpa. Yes. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> Uncle Grandpa? Oh, my gosh. I remember that movie. Good morning. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, SpongeBob is another one. Spider Man. Spider Man for me, for definitely for sure. I can still remember the first time I ever saw Spider Man. I was like six years old. No, not even six years old. I was like three or two years old. I'm watching it and I'm just looking at it. I'm like, this costume is amazing. The acting, because I was two years old. I'm like, the acting's great. Um, I still think that Tobey Maguire Spider Man is the best Spider Man. Facts. The best Spider Man. I don't care what you say. Tom Holland has nothing on him. Andrew Garfield has nothing on him. But I would say, for uh, movie rating standpoints, I say that the first Spider Man. Actually, hmm, I want to. I want actually. We'll say this: Spider Man Two, and the Miles Morales Spider Man is like. It's 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 almost on the same level because like they're two really good movies when it comes to like acting and like um, storytelling and all that type of stuff. But anyways, I'm getting off track to what I was talking about before. Um, you know, Spider Man's one. Um, another one would be my big brother. My big brother's a huge like person in my life that like really influenced me because like I always wanted to be like him whenever I was a little kid. Like I would like I would always copy what he would what he would wear what he would say. You know, copy what he would do, and I'm like, man, I was I was a really big copycat, and I was and I would like annoy my brother because of that. And he was like, oh, stop copycatting me, this, that, and the third. But now we're best friends, and it's like we can talk about anything with each other, and we have just like this really close and tight in the relationship, and I really love that. So yeah, that's like the few people in my life that, um, and a few things in my life that I've been influenced by in my young age. Okay. With me, I'm a lot different. Um, I come from a from an old home, like everybody is, is old. So um, I would say a cartoon slash anything kids related that really impacted my life, I would say, very corny, is Amazing World of Gumball. Yes, bro. Amazing World of Gumball. Yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, sir. I thought you were about to say Tom and Jerry or something. No, no, I'm going to get there. Oh, I'm going to Tom and Jerry. Tom and Jerry's goaded. But um, I would say uh, definitely Amazing World of Gumball is first because, like, all the time I try to recreate what they did. Like, I'm telling you. Oh, gosh. All the faces they used to Darwin, I would copy everything Darwin would do. Darwin is black. I know he's, like, I love the fact that he is. That's amazing. <laughs> yes. And I would say, um, I watched a lot of Boomerang as a kid. Like, oh, oh, the Jetsons. Oh, yeah. yeah. Jetsons. Um, Dexter's Laboratory. Dexter's Laboratory. Flintstones. Looney Tunes. Yes, bro. I'm the Gwil Cheese. The Looney Tunes show? Yeah. Y'all remember that? The Looney Tunes show. Now. I was just watching that with my roommate a couple of days ago. I was like, oh, why do you keep on 
then <laughs> and I think another one that like really did this one really um made me mature at a young age so I watched Rugrats religiously, like religiously. That shit, it used to be on replay. And <laughs> when the um, when the new adaptation came out, when they were like in high school or whatever, mm-hmm. and they grew up, like I don't know what it was, but that and Hey Arnold like really um, picked up like like I picked up a lot of things from that and it really made me mature like it was like some really deep stuff in both those shows and like especially like with um I don't even know what it's called was it uh Rugrats All Grown Up or like what yeah was I think it? it was All Grown Up All Grown Up like it really um the theme I got really a lot was like um maturity and how to tackle certain problems and how to react to certain situations and that you always don't need to be um you don't always don't need to like project your emotions on a certain situation or have to be hostile in a certain way. Like it's uh it's it's many ways you can approach a situation. And those two shows really helped me and um like going back to Hey Arnold with is it I can't remember the the girl who's obsessed with uh Arnold. Oh, oh I know. I know. Is it like Hellgift or something? I forgot. It, what it, was. it was something weird. Yeah. But like, um, the episode when like she was like, it showed her family and like what she went to because she was like really neglected as a child. And I kind of like related to that a little bit, uh, in a way, given how like in my family, like I was, I'm like the first to go to college in my family, and I'm like the smartest out of all of them. So like they had really high expectations. Mm-hmm. and certain things they would want to cut out of my life. Like, uh, it was always instilled that I was going to be a doctor because that was one of the things I wanted to be. But, um, I mean, like, I'm, like, six. It's going to change. So, yeah. like, I was always, <laughs> like, um, my parents, well, my mom would always steer me in the direction of going into the medical field. And um, it really, like, I don't know how to say it. Like, it really... It really clicked with me when I when I seen those with those two shows. Oh, fun fact! In high school, uh, for Halloween, I dressed up as Chucky from the Rugrats, and it was to a T. And nobody oh knew gosh. who I was. Okay. Nobody knew who I was. I came up. I have. That's why I was on my phone. I was looking at the picture. Everything was like on point. Oh my oh. gosh! And it was so like, how could you not figure out who it was? Like, and yes, like, bro. Like that is literally Chucky. They were like, oh, like even bro. to my hair, I spray painted my box braids orange, Stop. and I was like, um, I'm Chucky from the Rugrats. They're like, the oh, like, like the doll. Oh, bro, what? <laughs> bro, what? Nah. And you're gonna say oh. Chucky from the Rugrats, and they're like, oh, the doll. Like, <laughs> no, I'm like, like Chucky, and then they're like, oh, the doll. But I'm just like. The shirt gives it, like, gives it all, yeah. like, the little planet thing. Shirts are like, shorts. Exactly. Yes, I put, like, um, I even dyed those shorts. My mom, we got, like, these white shorts, and we put, like, pieces of tape on them. I go all out for You Halloween. went all out, Yeah, bro. this year, um, I was going to be one of the characters I'm going to talk about right now, okay, but okay. Um, I'm going to be Elton John this year. Oh, so 
Yeah. Who made Saturday Night? Um, what is it called? Saturday Night. It was a. Yeah. You make that too. Oh my God, those um, what do we call our movements for band? Uh, which ones? Like. Those were pinwheels, right? Pinwheels, bro. We tried to do like the fastest. It was so fast. But, oh. I'm going to go at pinwheels. Like, <laughs> and marching. Oh, shit. So no, like, it's so. Oh, my. Marching band used to get on my nerves because, like, my people. Like, I was a captain, like, almost freshman year. Like, I couldn't. You were in marching band, too? Uh, yeah. I did that for, like, two years in high school. I was like. Mm. I did it three years because last year I did football. But, like,. I used to be so annoyed when people could not walk in a straight line. Like, it would just aggravate me. Like, just yeah. walk. We're walking. How can you not walk? <laughs> or definitely when you would have to go in a diagonal and just like, hey, yes. look on your, like, look in your peripheral to make sure that we are in a diagonal line. Exactly. It shouldn't be going like this. That's why we got points stacked off. So. And then, um, I don't know about y'all, but like, did the drummers, like, they were never in staff. Like, ours were never. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm talking. And they're doing the metronome like they'll do left, left. Yeah. And the whole time they're on like right. 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 <laughs> I'm like, bro, like, you're literally hitting the drum. The percussionists in our band always felt like they were top tier. They, yeah, right. they yeah. had this some sort of superior complex because they were like the backbone of the band. But like, yeah. and the majorettes too. The majorettes felt like they were the shit. Mm-hmm. We didn't have the dates. We had color guard. I was a color oh. guard. I was a color guard. Yeah, like, I had I, color guard I, back I at my humble. high school, so. I was a humble one. You're a humble one? Yes. I had a couple friends with Color Guard because they looked so cool, like, flipping the gun and stuff. And yeah. I, I wanted to know how to do it. It's kind of difficult. Yeah, no, it's not. Uh, we didn't do that. We spun <laughs> six-foot flags. I hit my head times. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she showed me a video. There was a girl on the marching band at Kent that, like, was spinning that, and it hit her head. Like, she hit her head, and she got a concussion. She went to the hospital. <laughs> you trash. They're, I'm sorry to say it. Yeah, like, like they're trash. Really? They need me. The I've never seen them. Yeah. Yes. Not good. I, they don't know anything. I taught them a move and they didn't even know how to do it. It's like the easiest move in the world. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, like, wait, what? Which one? It's called Double Eagle. It's, some, it's a less taught me from Howard. Maybe because it's not an HBCU. But oh, oh, a cartoon. A cartoon that really influenced me. It's not even a cartoon. It's really the old shows. I'm talking like. Good times. I'm talking love and single. Like those, yeah. the way things were like back the, then, like that influenced my mindset to how I am now. I've always wanted like that '90s type of. SpongeBob has always been and will always be my idol. <laughs> <laughs> I love those. Forever, forever, forever and always. You too. I always have SpongeBob references in my head. So if someone says something like, I don't know, um, I don't know, uh. Just about SpongeBob. Oh, someone would just be like, "Keep going," and you know that episode and like, um, from the Flying Dutchman. Yeah, like, yeah. Keep going. yeah, yeah. You're good. You're good. good. <laughs> <laughs> like, Isn't it from SpongeBob? He said, "Oh, brother, this guy <laughs> stinks." <laughs> oh, bro, this guy stinks. But like, really, the old '90s shows is really like something I've always wanted, especially comes to love. Like, I'm mm-hmm. still on that. I want that '90s type stuff. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. that 90s, poetic yeah. justice that. Loving basketball, even though I don't play basketball. Like, <laughs> it's just that. And I feel like that's why I don't even have a boyfriend now, because my, my mind is like on a generation I wasn't even. You know, my best friend are just Born. exactly the same. They love 90s music. They love 90s 
um, relationships and um, movies and TV shows. I love it all. Like, I can Ooh, constantly see, watch everything. I don't want to talk about something else, even though we're not even, like, on that. You Am can? I cool to talk about? Okay, yeah. cool. So, like, this is a thing, man. Like, I think that that our society now is, I wouldn't say out of touch with love, mm-hmm. but we tend to tend to not realize what love actually is. We think it's a joke. You know what I'm saying? Yes, yes. Everybody thinks that love is a trend. Like, it's not a trend. Love is something that is deep-rooted and is soulful. Love can kill. Yes, no, it it can kill because, you know, Bonnie and Clyde. Like, (laughs) if we want to go there, Bonnie and Clyde type. But I'm not trying to be honest. (laughs) I'm not... (laughs) Me, personally, I wouldn't want to be on any Bonnie and Clyde type stuff. Yeah. Like, I would want to be, like, on the point of... Michelle and Barack. Yes, like something like that. Yeah, like somewhere somewhere with that because like black love I think is beautiful. The best love. The best love in the world. And and that's not to be colorist and that's not to be racist because every single, every love is the best. But just, just, that's my personal preference is black love is is the best thing ever. And when I say that, it's like people are like, oh, you're colorist, da, 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 da. No, I'm not colorist, that's my preference. But um, the reason why black love is so beautiful is because it's, it's more of a deeper connection, I feel. I feel there's a lot more understanding, there's a lot more um, ways to improve, and there's just a lot more, um, uh, how can I say this? Hmm. I can't find the word for it right now, but it's just, I just love it so much. And I think that our society, you know, in the, in the community of uh, African-American people, we don't tend to um, try and fix the um, you know, brokenness and some of the um, differences that we have in black love. Mm-hmm. Say, like, you know, say your parents weren't um, together or say this person did you dirty and you're, like, you know, wanting to get revenge. Like, no, I don't think that's, like, the right thing to do personally. Like, if you're wanting to get revenge on somebody for, let's say, just because they broke your heart. Like, mm-hmm. not like they cheated on you, but they just broke up because you know, y'all weren't working. Yeah. Like, I think that's just something that shouldn't happen. Because it's like, if they didn't want to be with you, and they just broke up with you, they break up with you, then that's something that you need to change yourself. You shouldn't want to go out and hurt that person for, quote-unquote, hurting you. Yeah. I mean, not really, quote-unquote, hurting you, because, like, it still hurts to get broken up with, but, like, they weren't breaking up with you because they cheated, or they weren't breaking up with you because they didn't love you anymore. No, they probably broke up with you because you might have been abusing that person in that way or in some way, shape or form, you know, emotionally, physically, uh, mentally. So if there's one thing that I want for the black community to do is to just create a better community and create a better um, love for each other and just just friendship and all that type of stuff because we're in a world now that is very hard for us, (laughs) very hard for us. I mean, it's been hard ever since we came came to this rock and, you know, I just would say that that we just need to, you know, create a better uh, society and create a better community in the black community because I mean we we need to stick together and that's why I'm going back to like the whole '90s thing because back in the '90s and like '80s, '70s, black people were really deep rooted. Like we were, we like knew everybody on our block type stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean like it was like you could go walk a mile and a half away and you would be chilling because you knew that person. Yeah. Like you could walk to the. Uh, 
walk to the deli, you would know that other person. You could stay there for a while and just like it would feel safe. Yeah. So I think we need to just create we need to create a safer community in our in in you know the black community. Yeah. But you know that's why I want y'all to watch Cookland and <clears throat> just like from what you were just saying, uh-huh. the start of the movie is just like everyone playing in front of their um their porches and stuff like that. It's just kids playing with everybody else because it's just a deep community yeah. and everyone trusts everyone and everyone's just like, hey, everyone can go out and play and the streetlights come on, everyone come back inside yeah, and everyone's doing exactly the same thing over and over again. <laughs> yeah, I I miss that. I feel like it's something that um, the these new generations will be getting that much. Yeah, I want to add to yours. Yeah. So like, it was, I don't know when exactly it happened, but there was a split in between those days mm-hmm. and these days like when i was younger like i'd probably say up until i was about 12 13 i lived in what was called the p heights palma heights mm-hmm. um, little little community in warren ohio and um it was like you got exactly that feel that 95s like i'm talking people would come in with a little low riders had the big <laughs> rims uh, hydraulics, all that type of stuff. Um, street lights had to come in. You got into a fight with Johnny down the street, you and Johnny made up the next day. Um, anybody had uh, any type of financial problem, um, you would get help. Like, I know, I mean, I've been through days without water. I've been days without electricity. I've went months without these things. Fuck days. And um, living in those type of communities, I would like, Shit, just go door to door, just, you know, hey, can I spend a night? Yeah, you can spend a night. Well, it's basically like, I yeah, scratch my back, you scratch your yeah, back. Yeah, something yeah, like yeah. that, and, you know, it will be in return, have people come over my house, stuff like that, chill, whatever, whatever. And it was like, just a really, those were good times, I would say. Yeah. And, yeah, like, after I hit 12, 13, it's like, everybody started <laughs> to move out. Yeah. And um, it just got really, really different. It wasn't, it was never the same. It was, uh. Mm-hmm. Know how to put it? It was. It just didn't feel right. I think after our generation, like everything just got like felt different. Nowadays, kids don't go outside. Like how oh we were. yes! They, oh yes! Because like, we are the ones. We grew up with the birth of technology. Now everyone's growing up with like with the new iPad, yes, MacBooks, yes. and they're yeah. just like two year olds having these big iPads. Yes. Even, I don't I, even have that one. Have you I ever? Have you ever seen Black Mirror or um? Uh, yeah. Netflix show. I've seen a it was ca- I forget what it was called. I actually watched it. Um, I can't remember what it is, but it's about smartphones, and it's about how they are like smartphones can literally like like um, know what your preferences are. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Like this phone is just basically getting information on you every single day, every single mm-hmm. second, every single minute, whatever you do. Whether that be texting somebody like through a word, like say you wanted some seafood. And you look up on like Google, and you go to Google, and you you'll see an ad for seafood. You're like, what the heck? But, like you you'll you'll be thinking about something like, man, I want these shoes, like these exact shoes. And then boom, you'll see it as an ad. I'm like, that's scary. Yeah. That's scary to think about. And the fact that the kids in our like new generation now are just on iPads and on technology each and every day, that's bad. Number one, because you need to learn how to be a kid. What being a kid means is going outside. Outside, not inside. You're not supposed to stay inside when there's you're a kid. No there's no connection. There's no connection. There's no connection. Yes, teaching yourself how to ride a bike, 
Like you couldn't have the ribs, like the getting it cooked out, like hot dogs and hamburgers. Look, getting getting you a nice little magnifying glass, finding an anthill. You don't even see anthills nowadays. You don't see anthills. Like I'm not gonna lie. I sit on my porch. You don't even see chalk anymore. Oh my god. I used to have. I used to like so many. I used to make up so many games as a child. I mean, I was a weird little girl. I used to take leaves and act like I was cooking dinner with that. No, like I was actually doing that. Mud and water. Make it super mud and water. Like, I was really doing it. Because, like, yes. my imagination as a child was just through the roof. Like, yes. my parents let me did do what I wanted to do as a child. Like, I'll, they would usually take me, like, before I used to rain, I would go with my cousin and my friends, and we would go to a corner store. We'll get some chips and a brisk. It was always yeah. bricks that I used to drink. And we'll sit on a porch and just watch it rain. And then, because we weren't allowed to play in the rain. So then after, we would just, like, ride our bikes. We'll play this game. It's called, like, we'll play. I'm on like I'm literally on like episode seven right now. I finished the whole season. Yeah, that yeah. stuff had me going, like it went crazy. But, like <laughs> we used to play, you know, Red Light Green Eye, I used to play this one. Like we will see T V shows like Wipeout like was it a Wipeout and like Oh Big my Brothers, gosh, Wipeout, yes. And we will just go outside and make our own yes. ourselves. Like we would Yes, it's the amount of stuff we would do. Like we used to yes. hop fences and everything. Like my, because yes, my parents bro. used to tell me games that they played, mm-hmm. and they would we would just play the same game. Like yeah. I learned how to double dutch. Yeah, like, I was like, bro, like with man. wires, old wires. We would, I'll be like, <laughs> 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 like with old, like we would we couldn't yeah. afford ropes like as a child, so yeah. we would we would find old ass cords. Oh yeah, and, and just, like braid them together and just start yeah. jumping like. These kids don't know nothing. Yeah, kids. no, it's, it's really hard. Like, whenever, like, I'm married and I have a kid, I'm going to be outside with my son every day. My every son or daughter day. every day. Like, if they want to go outside, like, come on, let's go outside. We're going like, it's, 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 it's beautiful outside. Like, even when it's not beautiful. Snowball fights? Oh, my gosh, snowball fights. I love snowball nice. fights. I will, I will love Slaying. snowball fights till the day I Angels, die. like. Snow <laughs> angels, like, oh, my gosh. I, I'm, like, as a mother, I'm not fucking pregnant. <laughs> like, as, like. Like I when I would be a mom, mm-hmm. I'm not like gonna give my kids an iPad oh, no, at yeah. two years old. No, oh, they're no. getting you know. Like I didn't get my first. Yeah. Like I had to get a phone when I was in middle school. That was just because like I started walking stuff to the bus and stuff by yeah. myself. And still then, it wasn't no iPhone. It was a track phone. It was was just for calls. An Obama phone. (laughs) (laughs) The Obama phone. Got a Nokia. You know, my batteries would fall out when I dropped the phone. (laughs) (laughs) So it's like, my kid's going to go through what I went through. Like, I'm not, like, yeah, they go... They gonna have nice things going yeah. on like that, but you still gonna yeah. have that. You're still gonna have a childhood. A childhood, like yeah. you don't need to be worried about the newest iPad at yeah, age yeah. seven. You don't need to be on TikTok at, at yeah. age five TikTok making, making TikToks like some no social media. Like, no, it's the same like that. Um, it was like I forgot how it went, but it was something along the lines like um, the guy was talking about how he struggled, um, made himself um, profitable when he had his children. They grew up with all the things they needed, mm-hmm. and then his kids grew up with the things that they needed. But once it got to them, they repeated the process of struggling to get where you need to go mm-hmm. because um, hard times create strong men. Peaceful times create weak men. Mm-hmm. And 
Um, I mean, it kind of go hand in hand with like the technology thing because, like, how we were just saying, like, um, I know I didn't grow like I mean I, I mean I grew up with technology, but I'm not talking about like like uh, TikTok all that type of stuff. We didn't mm-hmm. grow up with that. We grew up with um, Vine. Musically, well, I didn't go with that, but like I'm talking to um, because I didn't use that, but like what was it? Uh, MySpace or or Tumblr, like that, yeah. And like, um, back then, (laughs) 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 back then, if you think about it, like we weren't as um, like invested in other people's lives as we are today like mm. now all you're seeing on instagram tiktok and all that is like so and so is pregnant um this person has a grudge against this person mm. uh stuff like that and so like um when you grow up with that you kind of you kind of rely on it and yeah. so um yeah i feel like when i have my kids like yeah, dude, you're not getting your phone until, like, yeah. I tell you to. Yeah. It's because it's, like, our, the generation of parents right now, I think it's the millennials. Like, they, the millennials I think, yeah. Right y'all it's, y'all like, they just that. don't care. It's just yes. kind of like they just don't throw care, something yeah. at their kids just to make them be quiet. Um, <laughs> just for a couple of hours that's just to set you down and put some cocoa melon on and then <laughs> they just go to do something else. But it's... What you were um, you were talking about how you don't want your daughter to do these things. Another thing is, it's it feels like growing up is the norm right now, and just growing up way too fast. Oh, and what oh I would, yeah. yeah, with my daughters, the whole like the barrette and the things in my hair phase, I will still give my daughter that. I'm not getting my um, six year old daughter box braids. Oh yeah, no. okay, yeah. That's where the mother needs to learn how to say care mm-hmm. of her daughter's hair. Because, yeah. like, yeah. like, as a child, like, everybody's going to have, like, long hair. Like, I had the long hair. My mother right. just wanted to ruin it with perms, you know? Um, and it's like, that's another thing. My baby's going to be natural. <laughs> that's one thing I'm saying. But, like, yeah. I think with that, I think new, everyone's becoming, even parents, so early now. Like there's like children, there's still children, and yet you're gonna have a child, like yeah. a child having a child. That's that just doesn't have that never happened, you know, in the '90s and the '80s. Like you really like them, that generation. They really lived their lives. Mm-hmm. Like my mother used to tell me she didn't have until she was 35. Mine she too. told me she was gonna live her life until she had a baby. Yeah. My dad had me at 27. They was living their lives. I mean, you know, going out partying. I'm just like that's me, like. I don't want to sit there and worry about taking care of the baby at 21. Like, yeah. I've just been able, I could actually drink legal. Do I want to be pregnant? No. Exactly. <laughs> Especially if it's like you can't take care of yourself. Like, like, yes. At 21, yes. you think I'm going to be able to raise a baby and take care of myself? Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm just now gra- I'm just now graduating college, and like, I'm not even going to fully be in my profession and all like that. So mm-hmm. that's why I'm like, I'm definitely waiting on having kids. I just that's I hope like I what I just want the generation just like these generations to think like to know like you don't gotta rush things like because you because you it see goes by really fast it, yeah. like they see a little whoever star on Instagram is pregnant mm-hmm. oh they're like oh I want to like people be like I have baby fever I'm like I understand we all gonna want kids but like don't make it happen so quick yeah like, like don't 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 let that baby <clears throat> fever become baby reality <laughs> yeah because you know? then they gonna yeah. be struggling when their parents to take care of the baby because mm-hmm. like it's just 
Um, you remember Justice? Like yeah. the store? I was with my roommates a couple of days ago and we went to Walmart and Justice, Justice stuff started coming and out. And I was Walmart. like, Justice was so expensive as a it child. It was. It was. I would pay like $70 to get like two shirts. Two and shirts and a pair of leggings. <laughs> like my, whenever I, my parents bought I never got it all like that. But mm-hmm. whenever I used to get Justice, like that's the thing I cherished the most. Yeah. Was the fact that I was like, wow, my parents can actually afford Justice for me? Not mm-hmm. knowing that they breaking their legs and stuff. Yeah. Just to give me a shirt for $70. <laughs> and the clothes used to be like so sparkly it was so and sparkly sequined. and see-through and <laughs> like it really wasn't the best quality yeah like it was just the fact that it, it fit the young girl like style yeah and but the monkey on it too right like, justice monkey and then now like i was in florida not florida i was in south carolina in walmart a whole section for justice i'm like so now like when was this like? Right, right. When was this yeah. when I was a child? I could have had more justice clothes than this. I was interested in that. My my roommate, I was like, why is it still here? She was like, well, basically, justice closed, and since there's no demand and stuff like justice anymore, because everyone who's like in middle school wants to shop at Pertwee Yeah, pink. Yeah, definitely oh, pink. Oh, yeah, pink is the new justice. Pink has for a girls now. on everybody. Pink yes. has always been. It always went pink justice. That's mm-hmm. all I said. And, and I couldn't afford it either. Yes. Uggs, girl, bro. Couldn't afford none of that stuff as a child. Uggs get so much, like, so much money, like, especially now. Yeah. Obviously, like, it's October. Like, every single girl's like, oh my gosh, I want the newest Ugg. I want the newest Uggs. Ugg slipper. They have some white look, Uggs. Like look, look. <laughs> as we talk about the choke code. Okay, because I just was talking to my dad about, about this because he don't give me a new pair, but look. <laughs> <laughs> I look good. <laughs> I mean, as you should though, because I mean, like you know, it's a comfortable shoe, but like at the same time, like it's not for price. Yeah. The price. like I know what to pay for shoes. I'm mm-hmm. not gonna pay three twenty for a pair of boots that I'm gonna wear for yeah a little bit, like right. a little amount of time, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, like that's how I was. Like I actually like from a child to now, I used to really, I always was like, I want Uggs, I want this, I want that, I want these new Jordans, and I didn't care about the price. I didn't understand the price. And two, I started buying things. Oh. My head ain't get too much. No, oh no, I wasn't even thinking about that. <laughs> and so I started buying things myself. Now I'm like, I see what my parents were through because I don't got all the money in the world. Yeah. A paycheck was six hundred dollars can only last me so long. Yeah. So I'm like, I got a ration, you know, like yeah, I want these Uggs, yeah, I want these Crocs, and I may have a lot of pair of Crocs, but <laughs> like I still sacrifice things, you know, and I'm yeah. like, I always think like, is this. Two hundred dollar pair of shoes worth the amount of time I worked. Is mm-hmm. this like mm-hmm. like I really gotta think about that? Like I really do think about that now. That's why I really try not to buy it. Like I don't even like like my clothes now. Like I really be going to Gabe's. I be going to yes, thrifting Walmart. Cause like at this point, Gabe's. if I, I haven't been if I still can like I could just style it. Like I don't need to pay seventy five dollars for a pair of leggings mm-hmm. and then like. You know, it's like I'm gonna wear them like once. You know, I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna wanna buy a six dollar shirt, and it's gonna be like the cutest shirt. People are gonna be like, "Wow, that's so cute! Where'd you get it from?" Mm-hmm. I'm like, "Yeah, it's a cheap shirt, but you know, if you style it right, it can make yeah, it seem exactly. like you paid a lot." Uh, like the shirt. Yeah. That's <laughs> awesome. Okay, well, this is fashionable. But fashionable is kind of it's kind of cheap. It's, fashion it's like, over cheap. Fashion over ain't cheap. Okay, but I 
it's, it's, in, it's in the middle. Yeah. Uh, it could be in the middle. Yeah, because there's like there's some things that I wouldn't buy on Fashion Nova because they're just overpriced. Mm-hmm. But once again, I sh- when I online shop, I go on Clarence. Oh, I her section is my, my section until the day I die. And she in, like, okay, she in, oh, the price she can in. rack up for real when you put a lot in the cart. But six, like, that's a lot of clothes. Six dollar pairs of, $12 pairs of pants. Really? Yes. Yes, yes. Like, $12 pairs of pants. A lot of pairs of she in stuff. Yeah. And, like, they, some stuff, some of the clothes are not the best. Yeah, the quality. The quality is not the best, but it's because it's so cheap. So I'm like, you, like if, if you're paying three dollars for a pair of heels and they don't right. expect right. it to be right. Louis Vuitton type of yeah. stuff, right, right, you know? Right, right. But like, it's the fact that it's it's cheap and everything like that. Yeah, it's affordable. Now I think like I don't even I do I hate like all that Gucci and Louis Vuitton and all like that. I don't um, really care for all that because like I don't need to flex that I have money. Like half the time people don't have money. Mm-hmm. They spend all their life savings. On a bag yes. to make it seem like it. I don't need to make it now. If I don't but have look, people be buying all this type of designer and cannot dress with it. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that's yes. another yes. How you gonna wear a V-Lon and like you can't even dress not, with not dress with it? Like you just wear the V-Lon and like some American Eagle jeans and like uh, some Air some Forces ones, and Air right. Force. Yeah, it's right. Some ones and you think you and you think you Mr. Put it on. Like no, you're not Mr. Put it on. <laughs> that's right. another thing. Like, like oh my these gosh. men, like no offense, yeah, but like yeah. I'm tired of seeing a a graphic tee, mm-hmm. pair of cargos, and a pair of shoes that match. Like they swear they can dress because like they they think like oh okay. I see, like, how I matched this was, like, I wore my pink crop because there's pink in here. But, mm-hmm. like, half the time, it's their, ba- their outfits really be, like, so basic. Mm-hmm. Like, the style I like to see in men is just, like, you can wear the weirdest thing, and yet you can make it work. Yeah. You can make it work. as long as you hold yourself together, you have the confidence in you wearing have, it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I've seen some like on TikTok, I've seen some men like with oh, like yeah. that they, wisdom guy. Yes, bro. That yeah. wisdom, wisdom I love yeah. him, bro. Like Dude, that that's man can a, that's dress. right there is can you dress. can dress. Anyone yes. can throw on a t-shirt, cargo, and a pair of shoes. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. why I'm like these dudes swear they like they outfits are like top tier, the bomb. I'm like, girl, <laughs> you just wearing you just matching, you, right? Yeah, you, you just matching. Match <laughs> you just know how to match colors. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Like, yeah, that's like, not like you're, you're not putting any like any type of different material in there. Like you're not trying to like, um, you're not trying to wear like um, blue jeans. Like you're not trying to wear denim with mm-hmm. um, I guess you could say like I don't know something with I don't know all the all the types of materials, but yeah, you know, and it'd be the same color. Damn, it's it's not even that. blue jeans. It's always black and yeah, like uh, the beige color <laughs> mm-hmm. i've never like i'm trying to see you wear like some you know throwback of 90s style yeah, yeah, like, yeah, jeans like with some, some patches in them jeans yeah, with patches okay. rips and stuff oh like my that gosh, accessorize because yeah. when we went to the game uh back of heart no you didn't go with us so when we went to the game it was like this dude he had this nice ass belt uh full of jewels bedazzling all this type of stuff but he had Plain ass blue jeans, <laughs> and I think like either he either had forces or like some type of like I don't know what it was, but like and then like he just had a plain ass black hoodie, like like don't wear a nice coat <laughs> if you're just gonna wear a hoodie. And, and then some like jeans. the thing about it was the it wouldn't have made me mad up until the point where like he was trying to like um kind of flex, but like not like he was I mean kind of like trying to show off just because like the main feature was the belt that was mm-hmm. it like. Bro, your fit is not 
I think the main feature of the the fit and the rest of the fit is supposed to be black. You can't. You have to dress around the the feature, not to just don't just put plain colors on there with a belt. Yeah, even with shoes, like that's another thing. They be wasting their money. Like they be paying, you know, grandmom. Like they think because they wear Jordans, their outfits the best. I'm like, nah. Put on a pair of shoes that don't nobody ever wear. Like. If you, that's another and thing. You can, you, can, you, yeah. you can style shoes and all like that because I'm not a person. I don't care about the forces and the Jordans. Like, come on, man. Wear some Crocs. Wear some Crocs. Even though I wear Crocs. Like, Crocs. Bro, bro. Like, I love wearing Crocs. Wear a pair of shoes that like like Reeboks or like New Balance. I need to get myself some different shoes. I want some now Air, Nike Air Max 90s. I don't yes. really feel as much. And I, I, I want, want, I want a cream colored pair of shoes. Oh, yes. And yes. I just don't know what. I think I want New Balances. I want some brown shoes. Yeah, like brown yeah. cream colored. Yeah. Yeah. I yes. want that. And it's like, even with that, like, Say like, e- even mixing that like mixing color different shades of the same color. Oh, yeah, like different shades of blues or like different. Shades like of mine's red, is like browns and, and tans. Like yeah. say you got on some dark brown sweats with like a nice tan with like like yeah, that like, dark brown yeah, and like that hoodie. Yeah. yeah, like so like this is like tan like dark brown and the pants was like the dark brown. So yeah, you like, match I had, like it was like an off white. Um, I bought an off white shirt. That went with it was like it was really close to cream, and then I had these like light brown sweatpants, and then what did I put on? Um, ooh, I think I had on my forces because they were the only thing that like correlated with the outfit, which is why I need some brown shoes so I can match with my brown. <laughs> <laughs> right, all right. Yeah, so it's just like oh, things like that. I know I got the best style, but like when I really want to dress and go out. I can't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like, and I don't need to wear Jordans to be cute. Exactly. We got extremely off topic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah okay, no, we're going to bring it back. We're at an hour right quick. now. We're recording about an hour. I got y'all. Look. I'm going to go get my car. Yeah, I, I wanted to talk about this. Um, When y'all were talking about, like, the whole mother thing, uh, mm-hmm. that could go back into passion given how, um... It's okay, so it's one thing to have a passion and it's one thing to rush a passion. And what I mean by that, like, let's say how you want to be, um, like the next Spike Lee type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't just go straight into that, you got to learn the process, you got to go through it all just to get there. And it's not just like a, a thing like you just automatically gain knowledge of and can just automatically do, like, it's mm-hmm. not like that. You have to go certain steps in life to achieve that so like back to the thing with like mothers uh, or no or uh, future mothers people who want to be a mother they um, some people they'll um, be so passionate about it and then when the time finally comes it's like they're not prepared for it and um, and I don't mean it like it, 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 it could be in all sorts of way it doesn't necessarily uh, could be like a financial type of way but it could be emotional. And what I mean by that is like, um, let's say uh, your daughter, son is going through some rough times in school or something like that. And they're having like suicidal thoughts or depression or they wanna, they wanna come out or um, they don't wanna do that, they don't wanna do this anymore. Uh, some parents don't know how to 
accept that. And like I know a big thing um, back in like the old days, like 19s, whatever, I don't know what year it was, but like um, being gay in a family, like if you were, if your family found out you were gay, you would oh, either yeah. one be mm-hmm. shunned or they would take you to like, um, like conversion. Or yeah, conversion yeah. or something like that. And um, nowadays, like, all you see is like, well, not all you see, but like, you see a lot of, uh, a lot of movement towards the LGBTQ community. And um, it's like, you gotta be prepared for those things when you're, when you wanna become a parent. Like, you can't just think like, oh, this is how it's gonna go. No, it's not. It's gonna go completely different. And um, it's just a sense of, if you're passionate about something, you're gonna have to understand that you're gonna go through tough times. It's gonna feel like you hate it, but um, it's all worth it in the end. And all around it helps you become better in that profession of your passion and better well-rounded as a person. Yeah. Tracks. It was basically um, when you said you're going to hate it because no one ever really loves the job all the time. Yeah, sometimes true. you do get tired of your job and sometimes it gets very um, stressful, but that's what makes it better. Um, but yeah, uh, <laughs> we really did get off yeah. for like four minutes. <laughs> um, for a whole hour, that's the longest I've ever recorded an episode. Oh, um, okay. No, it's fine. I'll just listen back to it. We're still recording right now. Right. But um, yeah. What else am I going to ask? Hi, everyone. So part of the audio cut out, um, but basically to close this whole episode that went really longer than we expected, but it was fine. I asked them for anyone out there trying to find their peace or their passion or their purpose. When I make, like, say you're going to make tons of money in a career, tons of money, tons of money. That's not going to really bring you true happiness. If you do something you're passionate about and you can find ways to make money off of that, the praise God. Exactly. Let me add on to that. Um, also, if it's and if you're conflicted between those two things, and your passion isn't really making ends meet, um, then brainstorm about it. Brainstorm about what mm-hmm. you can include into your passion to, yeah. um, to bring that in. increase your financial status, oh, or yes. just just so you don't give up on it. I mean, you don't want to be in a job that you typically don't like just to make money like I mean although it's, it's making more money but is it giving you closures and making you happy no it's not yeah. and that comes to my conclusion um, how do I put this don't feel as though if you don't have a passion by a certain age uh, that it's just over because it's not I'm like yeah. I'm still figuring out like I pretty much know what I want to do but what if I just what if I don't want to do it anymore and I find something else new like um, there's always opportunities there's always better outcomes and um, you could be like I got a um, <coughs> in my biology class I have a 28 year old and she has a child like I'm talking six five and she's she went back to college like she found out what she wanted to do in life Mm -hmm. at that age so it's not don't try to rush your passion because um it could have negative consequences and yeah that's how i want to close man my mic loves me so much 
um, basically, it's been taking a lot of my audio and just, it's disappearing. I'm so glad that I listened to this whole episode, all of the hour and 11 minutes. Um, it cut out my advice, so I'll just keep it short and sweet. Um, don't rush the passion, just like Keegan said. Don't feel like you have to be at a certain age to know your passion, because it changes always. And what's another thing? Just go for it. Just dive in. Don't um, think that if anyone else is not doing it, don't think that you should start that passion. You know what I mean? Um, it was very fun having them on my show. And I would love to have them again. And they accepted it as well. And we all talked about how these passions and purposes fill our peace. And I hope that this helped this bring it closer to yours. I'll see you guys next week.